For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Giun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Good day, everybody. I hope you are doing well. Welcome back. It is another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope, again, you are doing very, very well. Very quickly, thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Nick Colonna. Nick, thank you. And of course, thank you to all of our other wonderful patrons who make this all possible. We greatly, greatly appreciate all of your support and, of course, the support of everybody who listens. Truly, uh, the the rise in downloads we have seen has been unbelievable. It's kind of hard at times to even grasp that there are that many people, Andy, in the world that, A, not only uh, are that interested in Roma, but B, uh, they're interested, but they're also willing to listen to obscure uh, cinema references. Correct. And they want more. And they want even more obscure ones. So if if you want more obscure references, uh, head over to patreon.com slash... (laughs) Roma Press, and you'll get all the obscure references you can possibly want and desire um, in all future episodes, as well as early access to the podcast, um, with yours truly really going the extra mile into getting some some really obscure ones. Because I was told, I was told by some that, you know, Jerry Maguire, too well-known, Bronx Tale, too well-known, so I have to... I have to do my homework better. I have to, for, for future reference, I have to come up mm. with something that really will put uh, the listener's film knowledge to the test. And, uh, and, and I, will, I, will, I promise to do it. I promise to do it going forward, especially because Roma keep just, they just keep handing us material uh, for this. Um, well, can we say purposes? that Nicolo Zaniolo is Tom Hanks in the terminal? Because... Well, soon to be, he, sure. Well, although, he, yeah, although a little bit more unlikable because Tom Hanks, after all, mm. he's a good guy there, and he gets Katarina Zeta-Jones. You know, that's yeah. You know, that's, well, I, I don't want to get into Zaniolo's no, dating I, life, but uh, no, I'm not no, seeing any Katarina no, Zeta-Jones no. on the horizon. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I mean because if we bring up Katarina uh, Zeta-Jones, and I'm obliged to bring up one of my favorites uh frock 77 as she has become known and by her instagram handle and from there who knows where uh, i mean where the discussion would uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) go i mean I, i i fear for that but anyway i thought we would just be coming on here to talk about uh an upcoming right showdown in cabana 
Romanopoli. Yet, here we are. Uh, we are talking about the future of Niccolo Zaniolo in a shirt that is uh, Rossonero, but it is not the club that we perhaps thought some days ago that we would be talking about that dons the colors red and black. The only thing I can think of is Bournemouth, after we gave to them one one uh, Iturbe, that they think to themselves, okay, simply by that, yeah, yeah simply that. by the law of uh, large numbers, the more yeah. you do something, the more uh, something is likely to happen. Perhaps they think to themselves, okay, well, the first Roma attacker that we purchased uh, or that we acquired on loan, it did not work out for us so well, and that would probably be an understatement. There's no way the second time can go bad, yeah? So, I also, don't I mean, know. Uh, Iturbe was also projected to be one of the world-class talents well, of his age. It, true, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Zaniolo, just in the season, as much as he has struggled, I believe he is still nearly equal to the amount of goals Juan Iturbe had in his entire years at Roma. Because I can think of... I. I can think of two goals of the guy, and I think it is two of the three that he scored in his entire time. The first, of course, uh, the one right. against Juve. Everybody remembers that one. The, Lazio. Uh, yes. La- well, okay, I take it back. I have three I can think of because <laughs> I remember two. The one of Cisco Moscow. Uh, he scored the first, if I'm not mistaken, when Roma annihilated them uh, in a match that I was at, at the Olimpico, wow. uh, which... In terms of, uh, because if we go back to that season, in terms of uh, Champions League uh, memories, we had that, and then we had also the uh, the, the draw against Manchester City, and really mm-hmm. it ends there. Uh, that's where the good and uh, really the more memorable moments of that season uh, start and end. Because once, once the robbery in Torino took place, the season was, uh, for all intents and purposes, over, but I don't want to go there. I don't want to go down the the rabbit hole that is wanting. But to unlike be. Zaniolo, we uh, all seem to uh, we all seem to have fond memories of Iturbe. Meaning we, we know. Um, I'm not sure that Zaniolo, by the time this whole debacle comes to an end, will have as good of a reputation amongst Roma fans as Juan Iturbe does. Because with okay, all the my... with all the terrible. You know, uh, things that we associate Iturbe with, uh, bad investment, uh, really not memorable spell, so many mistakes, um, no goals, no nothing. Uh, we still think of him as the sweet guy who um, was, I don't know, he is, way, he is he a got lost guy. along yeah. the way. And uh, whereas with Zagnolo, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out uh, for him. In, no, in terms of image, reputation, stuff like that going forward. I mean, the things that we are seeing uh, now that we have seen over the past even 24 hours. Yeah, uh, the, the whole situation. I don't even think that somebody like Mario Balotelli would have been able to do uh, on his best day. Because mind you, you know, as dumb as uh, Mario Balotelli was, um, his entourage weren't as dumb as Zaniolo's. No, uh, no. Which is pretty evident by now. 
Yeah, so I don't need to take or do the I told you so about Vigo Daily, but this is a guy, I, I he's been around for a while. I have never liked him. Very quickly, before I go, we, we continue on down this path, I just made the mistake of uh, using Google to find out about where our friend Wani Turbe plays. Have, have you known, like... It, I won't even, you don't even need to guess the club. Do you know in which country he plays? I, I think I know. Is it oh, Greece? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. See, I know You're these obscure these things. Obscure I told things. I just yeah. know it. I yeah. just, I, I, it, that's, I, I'm capable of the obscure things are what I'm into. And uh, Iturbe's career has been a fascinating experiment of mixing uh, all kinds of drugs, and that's what you get. You get Iturbe's career, pretty much. If you drop acid, if you do mushrooms, and uh, if you take some pills, and then if you drink some gazpacho, you're likely to Ooh. get uh, Juan Iturbe. Um, okay, so I'm very much the same. So, I, I mean, if we want to talk about, like, obscure things, I mean, on this podcast, but at some point we can talk about, the, I don't know, what... Uh, we can talk about true crime. We can talk about like the Manson family and I will be right on par with you. Um, if you know this one though, I'm going to be mind blown. Do you know who the manager of the club that he plays for is? No, this, see, this, no. Alan Pardew, the, the former uh, yes. Newcastle United yes. manager and the one who has that meme where he does that very yes. uh, interesting dance a jig so yes. to speak after uh, uh his team scores a goal uh i mean i could not think of two more obscure characters teaming up in greece of all places yeah I'm coming together yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, I mean it, it's it's quite an interesting mix i'm trying to see if there is anyone else of note uh on that uh, on their team but i i don't uh, nobody is uh Jumping off the page. Actually, no, I take that back. Uh, Dabo from uh, the former Fiorentina and Spal midfielder. Wow. Okay. Well, I can only imagine what the, a, a training session like uh, like that entails. Oh, my gosh. Jervinho, too. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so the band is back together. band is back. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. We just need okay. Bruno Perez again. We need Bruno. I mean, if you bring Totti out of uh, retirement too, you can get the front three of Roma to, from 2014-2015. Uh, so that's fantastic stuff. Yeah. So um, Vigorelli, I, I mean, at this point, I, I really don't know what, what else is there to say. To go back to what I said uh, in the previous episode on Monday, it's past the point of no return. We we know that there, there's no, there's no shock in all of this. Okay, it's past the point of no return. Now I I do have to come clean. When it came to this Milan thing, I did have a little bit of um of an inside edge because it, I, I think people know this by now. But um, Masada, I know him a little bit. Like the guy, probably a bit obvious at how often i've kissed his ass in the past on this podcast but besides that uh, besides being a very competent director in my opinion he's a fantastic guy one of the very few in the world of football that is as he appears on the uh, on the television cameras fantastic fantastic guy um so i i kind of 
kind of got a bit of a, 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 an inside track into Milan. We're never going to be in this. And I never for a moment thought that they would be able to do it um, unless uh, unless they were willing to put uh, way more cash up front uh, for the initial loan fee. Milan, they were, they were doing loan with obligation. Now, Andy, Bournemouth. Okay, so we have... 30 million euros. And by the way, this is all confirmed by Roma. This is when you saw Sky Sport, Gazette del Sport. You, you saw everybody. Again, when, when these things yes. happen, when these yes. things happen, it's the parade. Everybody basically shares the same info because it all comes from the club. So yes. Everybody yes. gets the same message and, and, and everybody posts the same stuff. <laughs> Correct. And I will give them full credit because in the past, they would leave some room for speculation um, a lot of this, and I, I don't think I'm spilling any of the tea here or revealing anything secret, but a lot of that had to do with some of the people at the club, most notably Mauro Baldissoni. Ah, yes. Selectively. What a headache. Yes, he would kind of selectively go through his list of preference uh, preferences in the media. And then it's, everybody, you'd see the all these reports that have more or less similar figures, but all formulated differently. Uh, all reports incomplete. Everybody's, yes. you know, everybody's fighting doggy dog over who's got the hottest news. And he's Correct. just probably Correct. having fun out there uh, during a night out. And um, yeah, thank God that is done and dusted because I couldn't take <laughs> yes. it anymore. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think again. I'm going to be revealing anything secret. I was not on his list of. Uh, I would. Indiv- I would not be able to take Claudio Vigorelli and Mauro Baldissoni at the same time. I think one no. is plenty. I think what Vigorelli has been doing these past few days is nothing short of uh, a, a major clusterfuck that I don't even think he's got under control. Uh, it's it, it's it's glorious how how terrible he is at the job that he is fulfilling for so many clients, uh, mm. and that he's got the balls to think that he's in a position to dictate terms, which is what he and Zaniolo are trying to do in a situation, mind you, that they created by themselves. Okay, yes. so. Unlike, you know, unlike uh, with Karsdorp, where Karsdorp was more or less put, you know, put out front of the door of Trigoria and basically made a fool of uh, in, in public and made an example of. Well, even uh, Roma are, are giving him some flack. Did you see he was in the video yesterday front oh, and man, center? Yeah. Clapping yeah, for Jose Mourinho the, as it was his birthday. The happiest was Eldor Shamuradov, who's probably on his way out. So that's, you know... Um, in that video, it was uh, Elder was having the time of his life yes. at the thought of going to La Spezia. Um, but 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 with 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 Zaniolo, the 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 most incredible thing about this whole thing is that he is the mastermind. Vigorelli is the mastermind behind everything here. Uh, Roma didn't do anything in terms of. Uh, you know, questioning the player, uh, questioning his performances, his future at the club, despite the talks for for a renewal not going forward. Roma didn't do anything. They kept quiet. They they went their own way. Boom, boom. The whole thing started with Vigorelli and Zaniolo. 
but mostly with, with the people around Zaniolo. And it's probably going to die with Vigorelli and the people around Zaniolo mm. because they just set everything on fire and now they're pretending like they didn't even, you know, light a match. And, right. and, and yet it's it all comes from them. So they are the problem and they are the solution to the problem. Yet the way they're trying to paint this whole thing is as if, uh, I don't know, somebody was forcing them to make a decision to... To you know, uh, and then me, Milan go into this whole thing. They pull out. You're gonna talk about it, sure. But uh, as soon as Milan pull out, it seems like oh, you know what? No, we're not interested in leaving. Oh, you know what? The the the, the, the opportunity is gone now, so we're okay. We're good. And uh, and and I can assure you that Roma are like hell no, okay, no way. You, right. you don't, you can't, you know, you can't make a stink and then just run out of the room. You know, you, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. Not on Mourinho's watch, not on Dan Friedkin's watch. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, if I can uh, take people very quickly to the past, uh, this is not the first time Vigorelli has done this with Roma. Um, my problems uh, with him, really, they date back some time. He was, or I don't know if he still is, but he was, when this guy was at Roma, uh, the agent of one Mattia Destro. And if we kind of recount what happened, yeah, it's actually not too dissimilar to what happened to Zaniolo. Destro, he makes a move to Roma. He joins, slow start, um, gets injured. In fact, wasn't he an ACL too? 2013, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was mm -hmm. an ACL. And he takes some time to recover. He comes back. Now, if we remember 2013, 2014, Destro, he comes back and I think he scores 12 or 13, maybe, at league goals. And if I remember correctly, he scored like nine, he scored in nine matches in a row. Just something absurd that he has never been able to come even close to uh, since. But right after that season, when he, uh, he, he comes back from injury, he has a good, uh, good scoring record despite missing like three or four months of, uh, of the season. Vigorelli comes to Roma and he wants and he asks for a renewal. And I am I'm not exaggerating when I say to you, this was, again, one month after the season, the guy asks for Destro to get a new contract. And I, I, I'm talking literally, quite literally, two times his current wage. And it, it's right from there where I kind of realized that this guy is not one to look out for the best of, uh, of his clients. He is an opportunist. He sees an opening. He sees even a glimmer of an opportunity for a way to earn a bit of a commission, and he takes it. So what he's doing here is not even remotely 
surprising to me. The thing that bothers me most, Andy, is it's one thing to go down this path of, okay, he wants to leave. We need, uh, uh, we're not going to renew. We need to find a solution. Okay, fine. I, I mean, he wouldn't be the first, certainly won't be the last Asian to do so. That's no, that's no shock. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said on Monday. It, it's the timing. Okay, he knows, he knows the odds of uh, being able to get an operation over the finish line in these final days of the market. And by the way, also in January, January is 200 times more difficult to get a big deal done. It, it just is. It's always been that way. And because of the uh, very short time frames, it's always going to continue to be this way in January. That's why you have to begin things. You have to begin the process October, November. You do not come to Roma in mid-January and say to them, okay, well, we need to find a solution and we need to find it now because we can't reach an agreement on a contract renewal. Uh, Nicolo doesn't want to play anymore. He wants to leave. He knew from the moment he made this request, Andy, that, that the odds of it coming to fruition were going to be very slim. Okay, that's fine. Make the request. Okay, fine. I don't know if it was the idea of Nicolo Zaniolo or Vigorelli or perhaps Zaniolo's father. I don't know. But whoever advised him to go to the club, request to be held out of a match, and think that that would in some way help the player, help the team, again... I don't know who comes out of that situation and that episode looking positive. It helps nobody. Vigorelli knows this. And yet now he has put Zaniolo in a very, very difficult situation. By the way, Zaniolo is to blame. I am in no way saying that he is is some sort of victim here of circumstance or anything like that. No, he, not at all. Mm -hmm. No, I, you know, you made the bed, now you have to lay in it. He is now in the position where you, Milan, by the way, and again, Figurelli knows this, Milan were never going to be able to table an offer that uh, fully satisfied Roma. The only thing they were ever going to be able to do, loan, obligation, and the amount of cash that they were willing to offer up front, it was never going to be enough. Never. Also, what kind of obligation? Qualifying for right. the Champions League? You know, like, what are we talking about? What, what? Right. Well, in this moment, too. I mean, come on. Um, Milan are in a position where they can't give any guarantees. And it's understandable. I mean, that applies to the majority of Italian football. But it's so, you know, the, the conditions were always well known especially by every like if they're known by us fans if we can expect you know italian teams to struggle in signing players then somebody like vigorelli who's whose whose whole job is about reading the room and then you know getting the best for his clients uh that should be the the, the you know the first thing that he knows and the fact that he went after this and he made this think despite knowing all of this is what really um you know 
drives us mad, drives Roma mad because you know what the situation is. You know Milan are in no position to sign you on a long-term basis, not now especially. They can't give uh, a lot of money up front. They, they, they can't do anything. And they are the only option that you are interested in. Then that's, you know, the the chances, the odds of that happening and that turning well out for you, it's uh, they're not good. They're not good. And then you find yourself in the position that you fi- find yourself now where you have to contemplate, hey, do I want to get, you know, be stuck for at least six months, at least six months? Because it's not like he becomes a free agent in six months. He's still under contract. He's still he's still going to have one more year left on his contract with Roma. Do I still want to be here in a city where everybody is going to going to be hunting for me with 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 hunting dogs? And and uh, I mean, it's going to be spectacular. Uh, I don't want to say this just to, you know, to to for effect, but life is going to be extremely difficult for Zaniolo. Yes, if he yes. stays, extremely difficult. And I'm not saying it, you know, to to make it sound cool because I never uh, think that these things, you know, with the relationship. We talk between about fans, it all the time. Yeah, we talk it, about it. It becomes often. this becomes this goes beyond football, and people take it to a whole other level. But that's the problem: is that people take it to a whole other level. They take it so personally that they're gonna make your life a living hell for at least the next six months if you end up staying. So you have to consider: Do I want to do that, or do I want to go to Bournemouth um, to you know? tanning on an English beach, you know, um, do I want to have fun in England in a team that is fighting against relegation? Um, you know, do I want to, I know nothing of that city is, and have you ever been there? No, but I've, I've been to other English beaches. They're more or less all the same. And the towns that they belong to are more or less the same kind of level of, of, of depression. Uh, at least for somebody who comes Oof. from, say, Italy or just the European South, uh, it's it gets pretty lonely out there, um, especially for a guy like Zaniolo, who I don't think has the perfect command of English in order to understand, um, you know, the local accent. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I did a very quick Google uh, search. This doesn't. This is definitely not the uh, London. Definitely not London. Um, I just don't know. I mean, this looks like the um, the UK equivalent of, of Veneto. So certainly I can sympathize with anybody there currently. <laughs> um, it looks you know, like a le- less successful Atlantic City minus the oh. casinos. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's a matter of... Where do you want to be in order to not get to get get the least hurt? You're gonna get hurt either way, you know. You're gonna either go abroad in a place that maybe you don't consider particularly appealing, or you're gonna stay in a city that is going to be um, 100% against you, uh, to put it mildly. Um, where 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 do you want to be? What situation are you most comfortable with? And uh, I don't know what the answer is to that. I do think that, you know, you are looking at the prospect of actually playing for Bournemouth because I don't think, you know, Mourinho can say whatever he wants and it all sounds nice. But I don't think that Zaniolo playing 
another game for Roma in any significant way is an option right now. Uh, no, and, and I just don't see it happening. And our good friend uh, Rush on Twitter asked to me what I would do, and to be honest, I do not know because first off, I am most worried about this guy not further harming his value. Let's be very clear, and let me just repeat one more time: Roma could have sold Zaniolo to Juve for 40 million euros in July without any questions asked. In fact, Roma probably would have wanted 45 to 50, but they for sure would have gotten uh, Juventus to pay 40 million without any And, and most asked. fans would have complained it was low. So yes. I yes. remember most fans were saying, hey, what about 80 million, you know? When when Roma yes. made it clear that they're not interested then in 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 uh, in, uh, in in going with a sale and that they're interested in maybe talking about a possible renewal, I saw fans that were like, "Good, because we are not letting him go for anything less than eighty million." You know, um, that gives you a, a, a pretty good idea of how things have deteriorated since then in terms of his image, his performances. Everything around him in, in, in at Roma. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Right. And I don't even know what the correct answer or what the best what the best thing to do is because for me personally my view if i were tiago pinto i would think to myself okay well we could have had 40 million last summer we struggled to get an offer of 30 we got it from bournemouth it's 30 plus 5 plus 10 percent of the clause Okay, well, this summer he will be entering the final 12 months of his contract. If he Let's say you do play him, and he shows very little. Am I worried now about even getting 20? I think it is a valid concern. And on top of that, too, kind of what you said, what, what, what is gained by playing him because if we're simply talking about from a forget the technical tactical aspects of it, if I'm just taking this from a very baseline level of data statistics, one league goal, yeah, one. Um, okay, not really missing too much there. If you get the guy, could this uh, could it have been that he's been struggling mentally, uh, emotionally? This season, because he knew he wanted to go, wasn't able to go, and his head is just not in it, perhaps. But I, I guess my biggest, the biggest concern that I see now is, okay, well, I don't want to further lower this guy's value. As you just said, you would have found people upset that we didn't get 60, 70, 80 million euros for this guy last summer. Now, in the upcoming summer, am I worried about, okay, forget 30, Will I even be able to get 20 for this guy? Because now, again, final 12 months of his deal, you're going to have to sell him in the summer. I, I, I don't think, again, I'm um, 
I, I don't mean, think that again. Sure, sure, sure. Like you, you have you. Roma will always try to get anything for their player. But honestly, I mean, with this whole situation is so out of order. If I was Dan Friedkin, I really, I'm for me the the, the rumors of uh, him considering sending Zaniolo to the stands for the remainder of his contract. You know, there are always rumors and probably it's difficult to imagine in, in, in today's age and especially for a club like Roma to be able to do something like that, afford having a player just sit in the stands for... But it's it's really not something so far-fetched considering the whole build-up to this point. Everything so far was, has been so outrageous that uh, the the situation they've created themselves is so uh, messed up, and and really, I mean, Roma right now are, are they have to handle a really hot potato, and they have to really be careful with 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 how these negotiations with Bournemouth go, and um, and uh, if if Zaniolo were to firmly reject this. Um, I really don't know. I think the the stance of the club would be very, very strict and serious because this was um, so out of line in terms of uh, how this was carried out. Instead of making a transfer request like every normal person does, maybe a month in advance, maybe two months in advance, maybe three months in advance, maybe behind closed doors, maybe not uh, letting every single person in the media who's a friend of Vigorelli's know about it in advance. Uh, that would have been nice. But um, now it's... And, and again, I think with the Friedkins, anything's possible. The Friedkins have made it a priority for Roma uh, to to preserve its reputation. If you, if you, if you make Roma look bad, the, Dan Friedkin is not going to be happy. Okay, he's probably the sweetest guy on earth when you're delivering delivering him a trophy, when you're winning a, a derby three to zero. Then he's probably the sweetest guy in the world. Where you, when you're giving him an airplane to fight and uh, and and uh, fly in in uh, in uh, in Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, he's probably the sweetest guy. <laughs> but if you if you if if you're Vigorelli and and you've lost all your hair forty years ago and you find yourself uh, negotiating for your biggest client, who's Zaniolo, who has one goal to his name so far this season, and the other uh, clients that you have are mostly Serie B players. Um, I don't think uh, you're in for a fun ride when you confront Dan Friedkin. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't think that. And and uh, I'm. What I get is Roma will now approach this situation with all means necessary. You know, because the damage the damage has been done. You know, the damage has been done. You've you've made a fool out of yourself and the club, and now you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, definitely. As I said, he knew by doing some of these things it was the point of no return. There is no going back. Once you cross this line, it's crossed. There's no undoing what you are about to do. Um, I mean, I I just look at how uh, Shemurudov has carried out his will to leave. And by the way, he wanted to leave last summer. You haven't heard a word from this guy, Andy. The only people giving the information on Shemurudov are the two Italian uh, intermediaries that have done the deal. His regular agent, uh, this Russian guy, doesn't say a word 
So you have to talk to the intermediaries doing the deal who have been the ones leaking the whole thing. So he's going to join Spezia on loan six months, one and a half million euros loan fee. But Andy, I haven't heard a word from him. He hasn't said a thing. Uh, behaved admirably. And you don't see anybody complaining with the way that his situation has been carried out. I compare that to Zaniolo. It's just, it's a day and night difference. And it just goes to show you, you can request to leave, as you said, happens all of the time. There are proper channels and there is a proper proper steps that need to be taken in order to do that. And he didn't do that. So beyond that, beyond Zaniolo, uh, there's actually a match Sunday. I know it may not seem like it, but uh, arguably the biggest uh, to date of the season. The way I view this one is perhaps a bit more particular than the rest, because if you look, Andy, after this match, against Napoli, Roma have an extremely, extremely favorable run of games. Now, it's a packed schedule, but they have Napoli Sunday, Wednesday, Coppa Italia against Cremonese, home to Empoli, away to Lecce. Uh, The Europa League begins uh, first leg away in Austria, home to Verona, home for the second leg of Europa League, then away to Cremonese, and then we get into March, uh, and the first match is home to Juventus. So February is extremely favorable for them from a league perspective, and then also you have Coppa Italia, Europa League mixed into that as well. So I, I'm not going to say that you need a result on Sunday. I'm not going to say that. However. Should you even manage to do a draw, that could be such a huge morale, confidence boost going into this very favorable run of matches that they can't get any of these wrong in the league, in my opinion, in February. How many are we looking at here? One, two, three, four. So four matches. Again, Empoli, Lecce. Verona, Cremonese, getting less than 10 would be very, very disappointing. I would expect 12. Of course, it's Roma. You can never go ahead and and, uh, put in or or, or take the key and lock in a specific amount of points for Roma. Never look ahead. But that shouldn't be... uh, The expectations for February from a league perspective should be high. So for, for Sunday against Napoli, I'm again, I'm not going to come on and, and come on to here and say, okay, well, they have to win. It's a must win, so on and so forth. But I, in my head, I'm sort of picturing how much positivity and how much lift a result can give to the team. So I, I don't think it's very fair, and I, I, I assume you are not going to come on here on and say, oh, I I think they're going to win and they should win and they need to win. I just think, okay, you play your hand, whatever happens, happens. But if you are able to get a draw, that is positive. Yeah, it's a positive. It's, it's a, it would be, you know, a stepping stone. This is this is the, this is a game where um, you can 
you can get a head start, you can get a, a huge boost of confidence for a, a, a run of games that are accessible to you and where you should be the um, the favorite. And and I think that's any way you look at it for for Mourinho's men. It's a it, this is going to be a positive challenge because you go into this, you are the underdog. Um, you can. You can surprise Napoli. You can you can make them pay, um, and uh, and then you are free to to look past them and look at a, a nice stretch of matches uh, where you are the favorite, where you are expected to win. So obviously the pressure is on you. But Roma have done fairly well in in those types of situations so far this season. So for this Napoli match is all about. How much focus you're gonna put on it? Um, are you gonna let the rumors swirling around the club affect you? Are you gonna get a bit too ahead of yourself? Are you gonna give up before you even begin? That's I'm curious to see that because um, honestly, if we think about the first match against Napoli of this season, it was probably the first time that we saw anybody try and stop Napoli um, and give them right. problems in terms of just. Uh, completely making them look ordinary when they were not. They were special and they were fast-paced and they were just uh, super attacking. And instead, when they faced Roma, um, we all remember that the, the only real, uh, you know, b- moment of brilliance that they showed was uh, Ossiman's goal, right? Uh, right. Where, where Smalling moment. loses him for just... Just a, half a of a fraction second, of a second, yes. And then uh, you know, uh, Kvara being completely annihilated by by Rick Karsdor for 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 some reason. And uh, I think that's that's where Roma really have to think about is is that defensive solidity, the fact that they were able to do it. I think knowing Mourinho, he probably went back to that game and and sort of showed them, hey, you can do this. It's not like we were you know night and day. It just maybe we weren't brilliant attacking, but the important thing is to not let Napoli overwhelm you. We saw what happens. Napoli can overwhelm opponents, but Napoli are also touchable. We saw it in recent weeks. They've had some issues. It's not like this is a perfectly well-oiled machine. They're very good, and and for me, they're going to win the Scudetto. No no doubt about it. The, the, Luciano Spalletti is right there. Uh, for me, it, it pains me to say because I... You know, when you think about the teams that he had at his disposal in the past, you now you look at Napoli. It's it's a shame, but it's what it's the kind of it's the moment for him. It it has come. So, but otherwise, this is all in you know, it, it's all in, within your range. Um, this is no, it's a challenge, yes, but Roma can do it uh, in terms of at least getting a draw. At least getting a result, at least showing character, which is which is what they've done so far. It's um, it's about maintaining that same kind of organization. It doesn't matter if you're facing Spezia, if you're facing Fiorentina, or if you're facing Napoli. And uh, and I think that's more or less what Mourinho is trying to do. What Mourinho has tried to to tell them over the international break is to approach every game like like. It's life or death, you know. Whether it's Milan or Bologna, you have to play it. If you if you start off slow against Milan and you let them overwhelm you, you're gonna have to catch up. You cannot give up. You have to make the best of set pieces. Same goes with Napoli. You cannot let Napoli think that they're oh so much better because 
at this point in this in the in the season you're on equal footing right and you've got to lose something napoli have got to lose something so both teams are more or less in the same situation you have to make the best of this uh and i think that going into this game if roma don't let all the noise get to them that's very important if they can just take that positive energy that they've created that momentum that they've created over the last few games and apply it to this game at the Maradona Stadium, then good things can come your way. For sure. I I completely agree. So we will see what happens. Uh, Again, no predictions, no expectations. You go into this, you play your hand. I would do almost an identical approach as we saw to at the Olimpico and you just see what happens. So Uh, We will leave it there. We will return on Monday for a full reaction for everything that takes place on Sunday evening. So we will chat with you all then. Thank you so, so much for listening. Until next time, ciao. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.